Hello everyone and welcome back to the World Explorers podcast. It has been a while since we've last recorded but we are back and during the time where we had disappeared off the face of the planet the new season of Dragon Prince came out and obviously we are going to talk about that because we've talked about it on the channel before and have been hyping it up and now we need to rant about our disappointments. Yeah, apparently the general consensus seems to be that this season four was good. People seem to really like it. Mainstream-wise, people, yeah. like, yeah. I have some serious problems with this season. Yeah. It's, I, I went in, now I want to just set the, set the stage for you. I went in thinking, oh boy, this is Dragon Prince. We've had, like, years and Season 3 has come out. Season 3 left on such a cliffhanger, mm -hmm. like, Claudia reviving your father from the dead, and this crystal thing, this uh, crystalless thing, uh, which I'm thinking, oh, Erevos is probably gonna come out of that. Yeah. Um, it's like we had such long build-up, like, what's gonna happen? Season 3 left off with such a massive, like, yeah, like it was so great. What are we getting? And then, episode one. Oh. We get exposition. And, like, two-year time skip. Uh, okay. Uh, um, okay, anyway, going further. Uh, two-year time skip. Okay, I feel like I'm missing something, but go ahead. Then Claudia's like, we have... It's like, I've done so many unspeakable things and all this stuff. That I'm like, cool flashbacks. Lots like, of flashbacks. Like, Where were my flashbacks? Yes, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, wait, we're not going to see any of this? I feel like there was an entire story here that we're missing, and then it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, I have a boyfriend now. I'm like, wait, what? You got a boyfriend? And I feel like there was an entire character arc, an entire season that we missed, and then what else do we get? We get... Okay, okay, Isaac, oh, yeah, Isaac, yes. Isaac, how about we just, like, take a deep breath? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry that you're scaring away the viewers. Um, okay. Uh, next, maybe we, we take this a bit more systematically, and we can, like, start with the problems, and maybe start with the time jump being, since that is the first problem that occurs, and why, 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 why this time jump? Because, like, why? Why this time jump, guys? I honestly don't know why they felt the need like all to give this time jump of two years, and then the, all of this stuff happened that honestly sounds like it would have made for a much more interesting story than what we were given. I think my like, my biggest issue with the time jump was that two of the main characters' entire character growth for this entire season already happened during the time jump and we had no flashbacks of it which are Rayla and uh Cassandra's they yeah they were both like both of them had like these drastic things like one of them did unspeakable horrors to revive her dad off the dead and got a boyfriend in the process uh and then Rayla apparently had this new desire for revenge that I kind of, maybe I missed it in season 3, and I'm totally up for having missed it. I, my friend told me that it was hinted at, so I'm going to accept that it was, and I just missed it. Um, but Which she, I have more to say about that, but we'll save yeah. that for later. <laughs> yeah. Something comes up in a later episode that yeah, and uh, yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, she literally says in the first episode online is like, I've overcome my desire for revenge and realized that the most important thing in my life is you, Callum." And I'm like, "Oh, we're skipping <laughs> that." <laughs> what? And the entire point of this, I, of this off-screen arc, I think, was just so that Rayla and Callum could be separated. Like, because like, they just. I, I th I'm pretty sure this uh, <sighs> these writers are just allergic to writing characters in healthy relationships. They really are. But <laughs> at the same time, they're absolute trash at writing characters in bad relationships, too. They can't... See, this is the thing. So this is the Avatar writers, right? And I always said, like, everything about Avatar was great except for one thing, and that's, like, any of their love relationships were always a bit awkward, in my opinion. And now, this series seems to be so focused on, like, the love relationships that it's just trash now. Because they're focusing now on the one part of Avatar that was bad for them in their character growth. And I'm like, well, can't, let's, can't, 
can't we have another Avatar style adventure where it's less about romance and just about having fun? Please. Yeah, and the thing is, the, the Legend of Korra had. I, personally, I think the Legend of Korra was really bad when it came to relationships. Like, it was like everyone needed to date everyone and for some reason. Guys, guys, in real life, that's not the case. At least not in my experience and not in my friend's experience. We all have, like, other girls and other guys that we're just, we just hang with. We just enjoy their company. We, we don't think, go about thinking, oh, I'm going to date every person I meet. It's not realistic. It's also not healthy. So if you're struggling with that therapy, maybe, maybe talk to someone about it. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that got really nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure these writers are just really bad at writing relationships. Yeah, I think that's the thing with this. They need to stop. And so when Cal- and maybe they know this, and that's why they had Callum and Rayla break up. But like, because like I, I thought that their dynamic, I was actually pretty good. I know that you didn't really like them, and you didn't think that they worked. No, I just, other, I, I just honestly, don't like how they dumped because how they're handling like how they, you're, how they're using it, how they were using Callum and Rayla as a oops. Actually, we don't want Callum to have any relationship with Cassandra, even though that's a very interesting dynamic, and I think would you know move the plot forward in a lot of different ways. And this season, Cassandra, uh, not Cassandra. What was it? Claudia. Claudia. I don't know why I was saying like that. There's another show where that's the main character's name that I was watching, and that's why. I was thinking Tangled. I've been watching Tangled. Tangled's actually good, and the character who has, like, the complicated... who's very similar to Claudia, and that show is Cassandra, and that's why I was saying her name. I was getting them switched. Ah. That's, that's what was happening there. I apologize. Claudia! <laughs> if you want to see Claudia done right, watch Tangled. I, mean, I didn't think that Claudia was done badly. No, she's still that, again, my favorite character. missed an entire arc. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> and maybe it's because like Claudia is my favorite character, and so any Claudia time I can get, it's a good time. Uh, except, so I'm just upset that we missed all that. Also, like, how the heck did she land herself like a goody tissue boyfriend like that? While doing supposedly unhorrified. Like, horrifying things. Like, to the point where he would kill for her. Yeah, I wanna... Again, this is where we needed, like, the full other season. I think that maybe it could have been better if we had gotten uh, to see some of that, and maybe what's happening is they meet, and then Claudia starts explaining to him about Erevos, and maybe maybe it's a situation of uh, her boyfriend. I cannot remember his name. Like, I'm sorry, I cannot remember his name, but uh, maybe he um, has uh, been questioning some things about uh, 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 I'm trying to think I'm also struggling, struggling I d- to think I, of he's just motive. he's such a nice guy and so there's yeah. like there's no reason for him to be like me into Claudia me kill for her and I'm just I like, like I could, I can see it happening. I could see how he could turn into that, but I don't, I don't have their relationship. Like I don't have the beginning of their relationship. I don't understand what, ha- like something clearly had to happen between those two to get to that point. And the fact that I don't know what it is made that moment of him killing, which was supposed to be a very big moment in the series, a lot less impactful than it should have been. Claudia, here's the thing, when. Uh, it, when you're not it, Claudia in a way is actually a very nice person yeah she's, oh she's she can be wonderful very friendly very social I think she's nicer and, than Rayla <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I think she is uh, but the thing is what makes her more evil quote unquote is that the fact that that she's willing to do a bunch of evil things for what she believes is right because she has always she's got extreme loyalty to her father and so she's willing to do whatever it takes to please him. And then when it came to uh, so, with that loyalty, then tra- then uh, uh, translates into bring him back from the dead. And then that the loyalty of bringing back from the dead translates to do whatever Erevos says, which translates into to all these unspeakably awful, horrible things that we don't get to say. And uh, so she's doing all of these evil deeds, but it's for a cause that she believes is good and so 
if she can convince her boyfriend that these things are good, then uh, we could see how he'd be willing to do something as horrible as killing for her. Maybe we even maybe there was even a time where Claudia killed for him because I could definitely see Claudia doing. It. I mean, Claudia did things like she t- took the life of a baby deer to save Soren, yeah, uh, and to and give him his mobility back. And these are all things that I think would work really, really well. The problem is we don't get to see any of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's what I I don't normally mind two year jump gap things like this. I think they could be in, very interesting. But a thing that makes these work is this little thing called flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Where were my flash? Yeah. Like, if you're gonna do this, I need flashbacks. And the only flashback we got was of um, Eris's, uh like, backstory. And uh, to be honest, I get, like, it was for the characters, but us as an audience did not need that flashback. We already knew this. We learned absolutely nothing new. He's the guy behind all of the struggle and, like, likes to whisper to powerful people. And I'm like, yeah, you spent three seasons showing that uh, to us. Now you're making us feel stupid. Like, oh, you didn't actually get it from three seasons, so let me just tell it to you. I'm like, I wanna, I, I'm pretty sure all of us got that. I haven't met someone who didn't get that from the three seasons of you showing it very beautifully, I must say, to us. Uh, they, did it, they did such a good job. The, again, the entire time, I'm watching season three, I'm thinking, this is Dragon Prince. This is epic. And after through those three seasons, and then season four comes along, and episode one, I'm sitting there going, "What was that?" I mean, there was flossing happening. Yes, I'm sitting there going, "This is <laughs> Dragon Prince. This no. is epic." And then Soren's like, "Oh, there's this new dance that all the." Uh, I'm like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't floss, don't floss, don't floss, and then he flossed, and they didn't just have him floss once. No, they did it twice, and they had these kids flossing. I'm like, no, stop it. It's not cool. You've dated the show, please. Like, yeah. Ah. I mean, can we talk about, like, uh, the birthday party? So, like, Soren's up and happy, and honestly, rightfully so, and he talks about how Ray- Like, Rayla, girl, I get you want revenge and stuff, but why the heck would you break up with Soren and leave him on his birthday? Like, that is a- That's- Yeah, that's, like, a whole- Callum, I'm sorry, I'm gonna get all the characters mixed up. I'm gonna leave Callum on his birthday. Like, that- That is a move that, in my opinion, deserves all the anger. To ruin someone's birthday like that, and like birthdays for all future years, is just horrible. It feels like they made her uh, leave him on his birthday just so that they could have that increased impact. It's just to make it hurt a little more without it actually having, without it feeling like it would realistically happen. Like, now here's the thing if maybe, uh, this is again where we need to see what was happening, but yeah. if they had made it so that, uh, there was an episode where it is Callum's birthday, but maybe for the past several episodes, uh, Rayla's been thinking about revenge and wanted to go after Claudia, and it keeps on building up more and more as the episodes go on. And then uh, it's very distracting, and she seems so focused on revenge during Callum's birthday, and she's not hanging out with him. Maybe she's sort of neglecting him, pushing him off the side, because priority one is she's trying to maybe put together some sort of puzzle or some maps that she had or some information she gathered to try and find where Claudia is. And because she's pushing Callum off the side, he feels a little hurt by this. He goes and he talks to her and then she's like, oh, I'd love to hang out with you. I'm going to hang out with you. I promise. But I really want to, I really got to figure out where Claudia is. It's like, he could be like, no, uh, you're really like, I, this is uh, my birthday and I wanted to spend it with you and you're just not hanging out with me. And, She's like, oh, well, things just keep escalating from there. And then it gets to a point where they break up, and she leaves, and she just goes off and and search for Claudia. Like, that seems to me like a realistic reason as to why she would break up on his birthday. But again, the problem is, I'm not supposed to be coming up with this. This is the writer's job, not my job to fix the problems. (laughs) Okay, well, let's 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 talk about how uh, I want to move on to how this series, right? Uh, it, this whole thing is that it's Erebos's season, right? So, out of curiosity, why is this the season where we've had the least amount of him? He had one scene, the entire season. Is that like this is the mystery of Erebos, and we 
We one see less scene. of Erevos here than we did any other season. We have one scene. Okay, and this scene. Alright, this is the scene where he possesses Callum. Like, this should be, like, the big overarching fear thing problem of the season, right? We just real Erevos can freaking possess Callum because he's done dark magic, what, once? <laughs> like, that's scary! That's terrifying. Honestly, it was the most epic scene in the entire series. I was like, Erebos came on, and like, it's the only good thing in the show. Uh, I'm like, this is cool. We now have this cool arc thing. We're gonna watch Callum struggle with his magic again, because I, one of my complaints about season three was that Callum wasn't struggling enough. Uh, then we get to it. Callum stands over the edge with his little magic box and says, maybe I shouldn't do magic, because he can now possess me. And then he looks at me and says, nah, I'm gonna keep doing magic. And then that's it. No more character growth. It ends. We don't see the struggle anymore. And I'm like, I'm sorry? <laughs> Again? You're doing this to me twice? Why can't Callum just have a freaking character arc? It's not that hard, guys. He's supposed to be one of the main characters. He's, he's supposed to be, like, the main character. Like, he's, no, he's the not. center focus of the entire show. Like, oh my gosh, he's so dull. <sighs> he's so boring. I always said he was, like, the most boring. But I always thought it was, like, Harry Potter level boring. Where it's like, he's the main character. He's supposed to be most relatable, whatever. But now he's just, like... A blank piece of paper. <laughs> you can write main characters. Here's the thing: a lot of the time, uh, writers seem to struggle with main with main characters because they're supposed to be the most, uh, I guess, generalized sorts of characters yeah. in terms of uh, their development and their struggles. Her, you know, it's the whole thing. Harry Potter is no one's favorite character because he's supposed yeah. to just, but he's everyone's like most relatable character. Yeah, the main character is almost never the favorite character. Yeah. That's uh, that's the thing. Uh, oh but there are instances of main characters that are done really, really well. And you know who wrote a main character that was done really, really well? The people who wrote Dragon Prince. His name is Aang. But I do want to know. But I do. I do want to know is that like Aang is a Harry Potter version main character though. Just saying. Yes, but he's really, really. But we all like anyway. him. Yeah, I don't like Cal Callum's boring to me. I'm not interested when Callum's on the screen. I'm like, let's go to like Claudia or literally, or even Callum, <laughs> or or, or Soren, even Soren. Like, I don't know why I get Callum and Soren mixed up, but I do. Uh, or even so like even Soren's more interesting than Callum this season, right? Can we like agree on that? King. And he's King. over there flossing. Yes. <laughs> so, Speaking of Soren. Oh, so there's a scene on, that didn't happen. What? There is a scene that we didn't get that I am so mad about. Like yes. this is my biggest complaint, right? Here's here I'm gonna walk it up to people so you all know what I'm talking about. Uh Soren had kidnapped Claudia. He has her tied up. Claudia's boyfriend comes in, who none of us can remember his name, frees her. It's kind of epic, kind of cute. Uh, and she's like, yeah, our dad's still alive. He's now kind of tied up. He looks around. The dad comes in. Soren screams, no. The dad, okay, so here's the arc of the dad, which I think is very interesting, but we, again, did not get much time with it, which I'm kind of disappointed. His whole thing is he's getting to the point where, like, he's got a limited time amount to live, and he's realizing, honestly, all he wants to do is spend that time with Claudia. He doesn't even care if he dies by the end of it, but he's going to spend as much time with Claudia as he wants. It's a cute character arc. I'm really into it. Uh, and But he's like, Claudia, let's just explore the world, have a nice time. But Claudia is so focused on keeping him alive, and he realizes the only way he's going to get to spend time with his daughter in his last days is if he helps make himself live for, you know, the spell permanent by, you know, helping free. So he's like, okay, I'll go along because for Claudia, because I want to spend time with her. It's a cool transition. It needed more time, but honestly, I, I respect, I like the arc. Um, so he's having all of this turmoil, right? And he walks in and now he's seeing his son, the other person who he's royally screwed over in life. Um, uh, totally messed this poor kid up. Uh, and this person, his son, now looks at you and his first reaction when he sees you is absolute disappointment that you're not dead. And then yeah. it cuts to black and the next thing we know we're in the dragon cave and we don't get to the scene what happened next. I'm like, I'm sorry! Yeah. <laughs> this was going to be a massive moment. This is was... a conversation. We need to see. Yeah, I was so this, excited. This is the entire see the entirety of season four. It's just conversations and arcs and scenes 
that we don't get to see. That's the entirety of season four. It's just all of this stuff happening off screen, and it's the most interesting stuff. Yeah, I I literally when that happened, I like shouted no. I turned, I stopped watching. I took, I put up like a, I paused the show and I had to walk away. I was like, no way they didn't do this to me. No way or may not. Like this is the thing I've been looking forward to the most while I was watching the series. Because again, I think Soren and. Uh, Oh my goodness, what's his name? What's the dad's name? <laughs> Help. Viren. Thank you. <laughs> Their names are hard, guys. Soren and Viren. I think they, in the show, are two of the people who are having the most interesting character arcs. Like, actually slightly developed character arcs in the show. Um, they just are. They're the two that are. So I was, like, really excited to see these two come together. And, like, because their dynamics, are, like, it's just, it was so important that we saw this. For them, for us, for the viewers, and I'm I'm not the only one who's mad. I have other friends who watched it, and I was talking to them about it. And their first thing, like, why didn't we get this scene? Where's this scene? Someone give it. Like, this is this isn't a scene you just skip. This is like a like an I don't know. It's like in Harry Potter, and you skip out a scene of him killing Voldemort. Like, you just don't do that. You don't do that. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, one of the times he killed Voldemort, he actually did it off screen and we never saw it. Like, that's what they did to us. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> it's, it's constant throughout this entire season. Like, there's just so much where it's like, we were supposed to, we, there's all this off screen development, off screen conversations, off screen arcs that we just don't get to see. It became. Like, it, what was the thought process there? Yeah. Like, what is, why, you know, are the number. shroud everything? in mystery? Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to shroud everything in mystery, but they don't understand that mystery is meant to be slowly answered. Like, they need to give us answers over time. They can't just say, oh, look, it's mysterious, and then leave it at that. Yeah. That's not, no, we, if you're going to introduce the mystery, you gotta, you gotta give us some answers, even if it's over time. Over time can work really well to help build tension. As flashbacks. Because we feel like there's some All I want is flashbacks. <laughs> Literally. Flashbacks. They could have done this, and if Claudia had flashbacks throughout the entire series, I'd be cool. Yeah. Or Rayla. I need Claudia and Rayla to have their flashbacks about their character growth, so we can still see it, but we can still have, like, this modern progression of the story. Because I get... Be, part of the thing I th reason I think this is because Callum, Soren, um, Ezrin, like, their character growth wasn't going to happen in those two years. Like, they needed the two years of just, like, stalmentation uh, and stuff. Like, that's what happened. Uh, so, and that means that we now have this thing where some characters are ahead in their arc than others are. And that's okay. That's what flashbacks are for. So we can still see these characters who seem to be a lot more mature see how they got to that maturity level while also watching the rest of the group catch up and all while like this modern this the present day dynamic is going on also like Ez Ezrin has no character arc either he's just a really good king like the whole thing of the first three seasons is he's really young and he's nervous and he doesn't think he could be as good as his father and this season he's just so confident about it like I'm a great king I know what I'm doing and he's right which is a little annoying like I think he's almost getting too cocky and I'm hoping they knock him down a peg or two <laughs> like he needs to be okay, like <laughs> I, I gotta say something about Ezrin uh, so one of the first things like the first thing we see him doing as king is he's holding this meeting and it is just the most least serious meeting yeah like this is ever. not how kingdoms like, they're work prioritizing jelly tarts on the agenda and titles of the jelly tart chef I don't remember what it was exactly but I'm like I'm looking at this like okay you are the king you are running a country surely there is something more important on the agenda than a jelly tart title and then yeah. they do get to something a little more important which is the visitation of the dragon queen but mm -hmm. even, even then I'm looking like it's so unserious now I expect unseriousness from Ezra he's, he's still a kid yeah but he still feels just as unserious as he did two years ago. I'm thinking by now, if there was any off-screen development that should have occurred, it's probably his! Yeah. Like, and he's just, now he's just like, he's the confident child king who knows what he's doing. And I'm just sitting here going, what are we trying to say? Like, that kids are mature enough to make life-changing decisions? 
because I disagree. Uh, but I like, is that altering decisions? Yeah, like, am I, is that what is that the message? Are we trying to empower children? Because they're still children. <laughs> making some mistakes. We have them implying. He never that made a mistake. That bringing the Dragon Queen over is a mistake. They mentioned that, like, hey, this could be a problem. People aren't uncomfortable around the dragon, and then. It all goes perfectly fine. Oh, like things it. go wrong in terms of how the humans might be like treating the queen and everything. Like like their performance goes wrong, but the humans themselves and the people don't have a problem with the dragon queen. They have a problem with like the elves and stuff. That, that's a whole other thing with like the elves and the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the burning of the one person's hands. That was actually but, really interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I was yeah, like that into one, that. That, that was a good. Like, I, let's let's like, get the show credit where they are. That like whole dynamic and like the 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 council meeting and like the respecting. That was very. It's very topical for one thing, which I respect. It was handled extremely well, and I enjoyed it, and it was interesting. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah. So we got th this other area where it's like, oh, humans and elves coming together. That's a problem and everything. And that was handled well, but th it seemed like they were hinting that there would be a problem with the Dragon Queen. And there was no problem, there was no comic. No, everything is just hunky-dory. And everyone yes. just loves the Dragon Queen, except for the one guy that defaced uh, the painting, which causes no serious conflict. It's yeah. just, oh no, something's going wrong. Oh no, we're fine. Oh no, something else is going on. Oh no, we're fine. Oh, the jelly jar exploded, but we're fine. Okay, so like, fun facts, speeches are great and all. But if you could just look at our political world today, speeches don't fix anything. They do absolutely no, nothing. They they rile people up. They do. They don't. They yeah, I'm like speeches are not the fix all. You need action and stuff. And yeah, and like I get it. His speeches were pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Like there were some well written speeches in that in that show. Like I, and things. But at the same time, there's there's just so much tell in the show. Like there was so much tell in this season. Okay, everything was Actually, told to us. that speech, I have a problem with that speech. Uh, and it's not so much the speech itself, but it's what's going on during that speech. And it was the uh, battle with, the, between Claudia and the one mage, I can't remember his name. The, the oh, uh, yeah, because she... That, look, that was a very dramatic scene. Honestly, I... Yeah, but I, it felt... I, so off to have them going at the same time. No, like, I thought it was pretty powerful. Weird. I don't know. I liked it. Like, I liked how that was done. Personally, like, I felt the power. If anything, that's the only... I felt the death more because of the speech over it. And the whole thing... Like I said, I think the most dramatic scene... There's two dramatic scenes in the show for me, which I think should have been upped more. And one was Claudia's boyfriend's first kill. Uh, and then the second that was... definitely, yeah. Like, that was... Honestly, though, I felt that even more than, like, uh, Soren... Uh, my gosh. Callum getting possessed. Just because there was the speech. And there was, like... It was very... It was very upped and dramatized in a way. And I thought... That, I found it very engaging and, like... I, I want to say enjoyable because it made me uncomfortable that it was supposed to. Like, it was a uh, discomfort and, like... I don't know, it was definitely highlighting what the speech was saying, and I was listening to the speech more, and, like, connecting. I think it was very powerful, personally. I think it probably, it might have been, it might just be me, but I personally found it distracting. Yeah, I don't know, I felt I it increased it the power of it, but... I, I think that that was definitely what they were going for, and I think it worked on you, it didn't work on me. I just, yeah. Again, I found it distracting. I don't, I think we need, like, a, a more poll. <laughs> like, more people's thoughts on that scene, in order to, like, get a generalized I, I, I bet effect. I most people probably... They'd enjoy it. Just for me personally, I mean, enjoy is the wrong it was word. Distracting. It was. Well, thought it was impactful. We're impacted. Yeah. By it, I thought it was a powerful scene. I, where it worked I thought well, it was like the most powerful scene in the series. It, it might have been, and I could just be weird and. And maybe I, you need I to rewatch it. it. Just give it another go. Maybe. Let me feel. But Although the, at the same time, you've seen the rest of the season, and you know it's a season. Oh, no, you don't have to. Just just find the clip. Just find the or clip. Two. I don't remember which one it was. But I think the problem is you now have know like that the that this actually doesn't occur. Nothing comes from this. So like, <laughs> he has like a moment with like the dad, which was okay, and then it was kind of again. It's a lot of like uh, you struggle, you have a chat, and then you're over it, which is not how struggles work. No, it's not like. I mean, I think that uh, this. I, I really here's like I'll, I'll give the show credit for this. I did really like Viren and Claudia's boyfriend's 
dynamic. It was cute. To <laughs> off each other so well. No, like I said, I liked him as a character. I just want to know how he got here. That's all. That, they, it, that part was uh, that part was really. There were a lot, the jokes just, were sometimes went too long, but at the same yeah, time, like I, it was kind of jokes. They they could chill. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll give them credit for this. Uh, there's some of the best fart jokes that I've ever heard. But, but there were too many. They could chill. Take a chill pill on the the, the joke. Yeah, I'm looking but at it like, I, I, but at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking this is Dragon Prince. This yeah. is season four. This is the mystery of Erevos. Why are we talking and about how else farts given spell? fart jokes and floss thing? Yeah, that's what I was given. I'm yeah. Like, no, where's the epic battle? Where's these? Uh, where's the epic like? His story, where's Erebus? Where's like a general. Where'd he go? <laughs> he morphed into a weird bug creature. That's what happened. Like, that's what we thought. We, I, I'm pretty uh, sure everybody thought that was Erebus. No, I'm, I'm okay with it not being. I'm okay. pretty early on. Oh, no, that's not Erebus. And I'm like, what? It's not? Well, then who the heck is it? It's was... this weird bug thing that pukes in their face that I'm pretty sure mostly just existed to help as a this very slow, inefficient map that Erevos probably could have given them a more efficient way of getting, of finding the dragon and everything. But, yeah. But I'm pretty sure the main reason it exists is so that they could have goop so that they could copy a map on a dragon's tooth. Like, is that the reason the bug exists? Is so I that they could eventually I... get some goop? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's what it feels like. This season, honestly, despite having two years, it definitely does not feel like it was planned as part of, like, the original plan. Like, they made some changes. And I have, like, the perfect evidence of this. And that's the fact, if we go back to the, the uh, Sun Elf Queen, she now has a brother. Now, this is a person who watched her sister get murdered and her t entire nation shatter around her and not once mentioned the fact, oh, I have a brother, maybe I should check on him to make sure he's not also dead. He is so, like, added this season. Mind you, he's one of the best additions of the season and adds some interesting... I'm telling you, I loved the camp. Like, every time the camp scene came on, I was instantly engaged because I felt like there was actual character growth and actual tension and, like, interest... Like, I don't know. It's really weird because normally I'm not into, like, the more politicized parts of a TV show, but in Dragon Prince, for some reason, season four, that was the best part about the series, and that probably says how bad it was. <laughs> When the politicalized stuff was the best part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did think that the uh, whole camp scene and everything was actually handled it was interesting. pretty well. And the, yeah, it was interesting. And the uh, woman who um, extinguished the fire, like, you can tell, like, yeah, she was definitely in the wrong there. And yeah, but, like, at the same time, far. you could see why she did it. Like, Yeah, you could see why yeah. she did it. Yeah. Uh, but it was so wrong. You know, like I agree. Only say what the, what she's doing is and then, wrong, and, you and then they had a meeting. She has. And then they came up but with a good had compromise. A better arc than like the She had a we better arc than the main characters. <laughs> because we actually see her arc. We did, and it wasn't told to us. We saw it in like her crying and her realizing how wrong she was, and actually, it clicking. Oh, I did a horrible thing. I should be punished. Oh, and but they had mercy on me, and now they want me to build this, and then now actually betterment everyone in the tent and society, and now we're both happy. I'm like, yeah, great, Claude, good arc. Let's go back to the main kit. You know what? No, actually, let's just stay in the tent. <laughs> I don't want to go back there. That's kind of boring. I'm like lost interest in like the whole. I think the whole thing. So the I the way like I could summarize this show right is. We, you guys can enter season 5 without having watched season 4 because everyone is in the exact same place they are at the end of season 3. Much. Yeah, pretty much. Here's, and like, here's the thing. Like, Callum, uh, we have Callum and Rayla have just got just officially gotten back together. End of season 3, that's exactly what happened. They just got together for the first time. Uh, Soren is like more confirmed in that his sister and dad is evil. Yeah, that's that's where he was at already. Um, Claudia is just helping her dad to free this guy. That's we were already there. Yep, that that hasn't changed. Um, oh my gosh, I, Ezrin is exactly the same, only two years older. No change. It was kind of sad. 
the dragon also doesn't have much of a change. He's still just a little dragon. Overprotected mom now. He's sure. But bigger. Yeah. That's that's not character growth. That's just growth. <laughs> yeah. Well, his character <sighs> literally grew. Plot-wise, plot-wise, exact same position. Yeah, pretty much. Nothing happened. We just went on a giant side quest. So you know what would have been more interesting for plot digression? Going on a journey with Rayla and Claudia. That's what I wanted to see. Yes. I want that. I, I, You know what? This season can just... We can pretend it doesn't exist. I'm okay with it. We'll just put it in a trash can. It never existed. never happened. Give me the season where it's just Claudia's on this quest to save her dad. Uh, and she's, like, gathering these dark things. And she meets this guy who's really sweet. And they, like, balance each other. And it's cute. Uh, and then Rayla is hunting them. And following them. And struggling. And dealing with her own emotions for Callum and stuff. Meanwhile, we'll have, like, little flashbacks flashbacks to the castle of Callum discovering the mirror and being confused and like transfixed by it and for some reason never staring at it in the dark uh, and <laughs> then we uh, and then we, you know and then we could have Ezra in, like making policies and like learning more and struggling and that'd be like the side plot kind of like uh, the tent thing was the side plot for this season we have that as the side plot Callum and Ezra and and Soren they're the little side plot and then the main plot is Claudia and Rayla, and then eventually Claudia's boyfriend. And I guarantee I would have loved it. I want a spin-off series. If they were afraid to make the, uh, those episodes because it would take too much focus away from Don't Callum. I want it. Okay, let's Dump make a Callum. spin-off series. I'm over Don't Callum. <laughs> let's make a spin-off series, and it will be all about Claudia and, and Ray Rayla. Yes. I would be a-okay with an entire spin-off series about these two, where it's basically the lost season. Yeah. And it's just her you could even call it that. Plot. I'm going with that. Yeah, call it the, the lost, lost season. season. Of Dragon yeah, Prince. That's what it is. It is. I'm up for it. Let's go. The plot of the story is Rayla trying to hunt down Claudia the whole time. You can have a lot of close encounters, but they come very close to getting to each other, but they don't quite get there. Maybe you can have interactions. Aware of Rayla the whole time. Yeah, and they could interact a little. Like there could be a well, like. Well, Rayla, she failed. She didn't find her. Yeah, but like it could. She might have just said that, but in reality, she was never. Maybe there was like an even a thing where she couldn't stop her. Like she couldn't because you know her whole thing is she can't kill. So, that's a moment, yeah. and because she just says she failed, we don't know. And you know, well, she, she could have lied. She actually said she didn't find her. Yeah, but depends, like it all depends on what she said. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, yeah, Rayla, uh, Rayla might lie about it, like because this is something she's embarrassed about, and that would add to her character development. If she yes, lied about it. That would actually work. That I would like it. I want her. Uh, and, makes then, sense. and then, it's and then that's what. That's not what we yeah, do and here. then that's that actually sense. Yeah, and then her ability not to kill or stop her is the reason she goes back to Callum. Because maybe she realizes, you know what, I'm not put up for this. I can't do this, and that's okay. I'm going to go back to what's actually important, and that's spending time with Callum. Yeah, perhaps she realizes that she's been kind of awful. Just a lot. <laughs> Terrible person. Elf. Whatever it is. And speaking of this revenge plot, this is something I was wanting to get to earlier. Uh, but I said, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. So, the you remember that scene where she's got her sword at her boyfriend's throat yeah. and everything? And, okay, now, this is the scene where she has finally found Claudia. After uh -huh. two years of uh -huh. searching for her on a revenge plot. Now, I get that she said, oh, I don't care about revenge anymore and everything. That's a lie. But do you <laughs> not think that when Claudia is suddenly in front of her face, that suddenly those emotions are going to come flooding back? Because totally. And she gets over there. She's got her boyfriend, like, a, a knife to his throat. I'm expecting pure fury and rage coming from Rayla. And she's very calm and just like, oh, he seems important to you. Like, no. <laughs> at this point, I feel like she should be ready to kill him. Like, actually ready to kill him. This could be the moment where maybe even she starts pressing her blade to his throat and we see um, a little trick yeah, of blood. Little like, blood oh, little... this is getting serious. Like, we actually feel like she could kill him here. And that's and why the parents came out. Because, like, I had no point did Claudia I feel like... The coins. I didn't think there was any point where, like, Claudia needed to throw the coins. Also, like... Out of curiosity, like, where where does Claudia's boyfriend, like, line on, like, true evil stands? 
Like, oh, you throwing those coins. Now, that was really evil. I'm like, dude, you supposedly, like, went through the horrors of life with her. What? This is where you draw the line? Is her throwing fake coins? Like, she didn't even actually throw her parents. Like, her parents weren't going to die. Just a few rocks. She threw fake ones. If anything, I'm like, that's kind of merciful. If she missed and they fell in the lava, she, Claudia would have killed three people. Just yeah, say it. Like, I don't blame... Yeah, I, I, I was actually thinking about that when she <laughs> threw the coins... Like, the, the actual real coins when she had a change of heart. I'm thinking, you came pretty darn close to tossing it in the lava there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but then, you know, her... I, I But, so, I think that could have just been reworded better, where he's like... He looks at her and he's like, I think you should give her the actual coins. And that would be... That's great for his character growth, more so than even Claudia's. I mean, it's good for hers, too. Because I thought... I liked that she threw back the coins. Because, again, there's this weird... This show has this weird dynamic. I don't think they, like, play with it enough as much as they should. Where I watch the show and I honestly think Claudia is a better person than Rayla is. And I wish they would play on it more. Because I think it's the most intriguing part about the show. Like, the thing about Claudia is that she's always willing to do literally anything, whatever it takes, so long as it is uh, helping those around her. Because it's whatever she... Because she cares so deeply about those around her and does what she believes is right uh, so, so long as she's putting her friends and family first. Whether yeah. that's killing a baby deer to give Soren his uh, agility back, whether it's uh, doing all these unspeakably awful things, whatever they may be, to bring Viren back from the dead... Uh, or whatever it is for Callum, even, when they were together. Yeah, uh, like, she's not a bad like, person. She really isn't. And it's the most, it's just the best, it's one of the best, it's why she's my favorite character, is because she's not a villain. And that's one of the things I loved about Dragon Prince, was that no one felt like, like, a Vera, she's just a very confused villain. Yeah, like, Vera never felt like a true villain. Claudia never felt like a true villain. Soren never, definitely never felt like any much of a villain. He just... Soren is Soren. Soren was always a good guy. He was like always Soren. questioning what they're doing. Yeah, uh, but like, was the one doing it without questioning because she just gen- because of her loyalty to her father, thinking, uh, "I'll do whatever it takes to make him happy." Yeah, and you know, so yeah, it's like she's just so intriguing. But I do want to. I want to talk about like one thing about. Oh my gosh, you about Viren. Um. So this is something that. So I have friends who have who get panic attacks so Viren had like this whole like panic attack thing and I can't tell you like the ones who I've talked to who have panic who actually go through that and struggle with that how absolutely upset and like annoyed they were when he just got over it so quickly like he's struggling with this thing for like what the second episode when they're climbing is that the second episode where they climb the hill I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, he struggles with it then, and then, like, throughout it, he's just, he just doesn't want to touch his stuff. He doesn't want to do magic. End of the season, we have no, we have no, like, gradual grow. That's it. That's kind of just where we are. He doesn't want to touch his stuff. End of the season, he sees his stuff on the floor, he picks it up, and suddenly he's all hunky-dory, and they were, like, really annoyed, because they were all enjoying, like, this aspect, getting to see, like, a pan- someone struggling with panic attacks, because, you know, he fell off a freaking mountain, I'd have panic attacks, uh, so, and, like, getting to see that dynamic, and then it to just be cut off after episode two, and then, like, be resolved in episode, it's, again, it's this thing where they're, like, a problem is just, we show a problem, they struggle with it for a moment, then they, like, have some resolve, get over it, and then it never comes up again. And that's not, that's not how emotions work. That's not how people work. That's not how problems work. They are constants. They're always there. Um, Callum needed this entire season. Callum needs to be struggling with, should he use magic? Because he knows if he can. If he keeps using his magic, then he could be possessed. That's a big thing. It should have been longer than two seconds. That's huge. That's like the entire, that's it. That's his growth this season. And it wasn't played up. Rayla should have been struggling with revenge during the season. She should have had that impactful moment at the end that she didn't. Viren should be, you know, struggling with, you know, I died. And now I want to spend time with my daughter. And now I want to have an interaction with my son. And we should have had that conversation. Like, look, if I could have anything, I just want that scene. Like, so bad. It's the only, it's, it's probably the most important scene missing, and I'm so annoyed still. You know, like, it's just all these little things, they all struggle with something in a moment, and then it just goes away, and it's just frustrating to watch, because 
it means they're no longer relatable because what we're seeing are characters who are quote-unquote perfect. They face a difficulty, they face it, they instantly solve it, and they move on with lives. And nobody can relate to a perfect character because nobody's perfect. Something, uh, this is a smaller gripe that I have with this show, uh, and it's not totally uh, terrible, but I feel like it's worth mentioning. So, Callum and his magic. So, in the first three seasons, when he, whenever he used magic, he had a very limited set of spells that he knew and that the audience, and more importantly, that the audience knew. Yeah. They understood how they worked, and any time he used a spell to solve a problem, it was a tool in his belt, and it was very clever every time we saw him using it. When they, like when he uses Aspero to make his sense uh, like travel through the air past the blind dragon. Like, when they're doing that sort of thing, like, that is clever, uh, clever use of the magic. Yeah. But now that we've had this time skip of two years, and he's had all this time to learn these different spells, now we've had, and now what was essentially a hard magic system for Callum has become a soft magic system. Now the entire magic system was already pretty soft as a whole, but in terms of what Callum knew, it was a hard magic system. And now it's much more soft because the magic could do literally anything in the moment that he needs because he's had two years to study magic and we don't know what he can do. And so now every time he uses a spell, it's not as clever. It doesn't feel as clever. It feels like the writer said, yeah, you might as well be able to do this. Yeah. Because we don't know what he can do anymore. Is like, he... this is a smaller gripe. This doesn't ru- This isn't like a show-ruining element or anything, but it's something that I... It's just a smaller disappointment that I had. Again, if we had, like if we had the missing seasons, <laughs> I feel like that would have been easily solved because, again, I say the boys are the side plot <laughs> and the girls are the stars of the show, and I think we would have gotten all of that, and... I don't. Part of me is like wondering if this actually happens. Like, it, if that's why the show's not so great because they had it and then they decide to chop it last minute and they just ru- sewed up that what's happening now. Like, that's... <laughs> it took so long. Maybe they wrote the entire season, Maybe. decided they didn't like it, scrapped it, made an entirely new season, and then that's why we're missing this whole other season. It's just because they wrote yeah. it, decided they didn't like it, and just continued on with what would have been season five. Yeah, and is that why it took so long for us to get this season? And is that why the season ended up being as bad as it was? I don't know. I'm very, I just, I'm very confused about it. Because to me, it just, it makes, it, to me, like I'm looking at this, I'm like, it's so easy to fix it. Just spend some freaking time with your characters. Because like overall, like the plot of the season was fine. Like I didn't mind the plot, like what they did, like the whole drive, like it felt very side questy. But I also was like, I'm okay with this as like being the background of what's happening but it was an okay plot which means you need great character growth to like balance it so the fact that there was no character growth or if anything i feel like characters might have gone backwards if anything then you know now some are more flat than they were and the end of season three then obviously i'm gonna look at this very dull storyline or okay storyline and be like well now now it's not because the whole thing like i'm not gonna lie like season one and two with dragon prince were great i love season one and two season three i could see like character development slipping i we i have a video literally about it where we talk about dragon prince it's on this channel and we're talking about it i think it's like talking about theorizing about season four but i talk about how i could see like character growth dies seeing down at the end of season three but the thing about season three is that it had a really amazing plot and yeah, world. It was, epic. It really it was so in. Yeah, so the plot was so grand and great that I could forgive that the characters were okay. Like I get it. This is a really big story. They wanted time to focus on the stories, and I'm like, that's fine, we'll focus on the characters more season four. But now we have we don't have that grand plot. And the characters are just as flat as they were in season three, if not more so. So I'm going to notice it more. I'm going to be even more disappointed. And as someone who actually noticed it in season three, I'm like, I feel even worse about it because I foretold it and I didn't, I I have evidence. It's recorded. (laughs) I have recorded proof that I foretold this might happen and now it has and now I'm like even sadder because 
I've jinxed it for everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this entire thing, it's just it's so disappointing. Like, again, this is Dragon Prince. Like, we had, again, we had that third season with this epic plot, and we had all this character development. I, first, and I'm, yeah, and the I'm first going season. in thinking this is Dragon Prince. This is epic. Season three left off so grand and with such great cliffhanger. And this is what we got. This is what we waited years for. Well, I only waited like three months, it, it, but that's was, fine. <laughs> yeah, you, only, you only had just started watching the show. Yeah. But I me, literally, I, I finished the season. so it, long. Yeah, I and, can't even imagine. What they came up with? Yeah, you guys just disappoint. Like, I feel bad for the people. Like, for me, I literally, I finished the last episode, and on the day they announced season four was coming out. So I did not have that long of a wait. So I feel really sorry for all the people who, like, who actually did wait the Like, my brother waited it. Actually, my brother's one of the people who liked it. Because I had, like, I, I needed... A lot of it, but. Yeah, I had to rant with him, and he's, like, sitting there defending it. And I think he got to the point where, like, I guess maybe I was making some sense, and so he stopped fighting, and... when he can't win an argument, he kind of just starts ignoring you. Uh, so <laughs> I ended up just ending that conversation. But, yeah, I was like... Yeah, so he liked the show, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, the plot was okay. The world is still amazing. I still love the world. But... I don't, I'm just, I'm such a character-driven story watcher and, like, reader. Like, you could have the dullest plot in the world. It's, it probably comes from me reading Victorian novels, to be honest. There's no plot in a good Victorian novel, but the characters are always on point. Like, it's all about characters. And so I grew up reading that. Like, that's my favorite thing. So I'm very heavily, like, invested in characters. If your characters are good, I'll love your show, no matter how trashy the plot is. So sitting here, it's kind of like a, there's a Marvel show that came, The Eternals. Everyone hates it because the plot's trash, and I agree, but the characters are great, and so I love The Eternals movie. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it works. It. I haven't seen it, but I've heard I that like Eternals had a problem of too many characters. It does, but I love them all. Oh, so they I want a TV had show. Time to develop all these characters. They did it. So, considering how little time, like I have respect for how little time they managed to like flesh them out half decently. Like with that, I am a hundred percent agreement with everyone. It would have been better as a TV show. Let me let me agree. Like I agree with the the census that it should have been a Disney Plus original. But for the time they had, I like all the characters. I'm excited that a second one got approved and we're gonna get a second Eternals. But that's off topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So overall, season four of Dragon Prince not outright no. bad, but not so disappointing. Like, that disappointing. is the best word to describe season four. Is it's just disappointing. I think I'll, I'll still watch season five, but I just wish that I needed to watch season four to get invested in season five. I'm but telling you. That's that's something important that happened. She got the, the coins. Season four, where we got coins, coins. They, 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 this is what the entire plot of season four has building, been building up to: is Rayla obtaining the coin. Yeah, that is the entire. That's they that's didn't build that up at all. Like, I don't care. When did Claudia get those? <laughs> that's what I want to know. You raiding your dead dad's body? I, I mean, she was spending a lot of time fixing it, so probably... She looted her dad's body. Again, good scene for, like, her figuring out what those are, season. Like, she... So she found... That, I, I'm curious about that. Claudia found these coins on her dad's body, and it clicks what her dad's been doing. Nothing? No, 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 like, comment for the dad? Hey, why are you... Because, again, she... The whole thing about Claudia is that she's a good person doing the wrong things for the right reasons. I didn't even think about that. You're yeah. right. This is awful. This is yeah. way out of character for her. She would. She, she would not be okay with this. She would be free these people. She would. Why? What the heck? If anything, what she. The heck, Claudia? Like, yeah. If anything, she would have been like wanting to give it. Like I would have preferred. Like uh, they meet up and this whole epic thing happens and she like frees the boy and she she's the one who decides I'm gonna give this to her. Like, she throws it, and she's, and, like, she catches them, and she's real, and then she looks at her, and like, uh, to be honest, I just didn't want them to fall in lava. Here's the real ones. 
and then throws it to her. And, like, her just being, like, genuinely, she's like, I didn't know if you were going to catch those. And I didn't want them to burn. And then gives them the real one. Like, for one, that's, like, a little comedy in the amongst of, like, this very impactful moment. And then that's really big for her instead of giving it to her boyfriend. But, yeah, that should it should have been Claudia's decision, not the boyfriend's. I agree. This could have been I've a massive my... character moment. This could have been so interesting and really well done. And instilled no, in the moment. This is, like she's this is actually really bad. This is get, this gets really worse. I didn't even realize yeah. that uh, this part of her and how out of character it is. But no, yeah, this is very out of character for her. Yeah. What? And I think it's supposed to be, and that's, like, why her boyfriend points it out, like, hey, this is out of character for you. Like, yeah, I've seen you do no horrible things. for it to be out of character for her, because he doesn't actually have this super big gripe with Rayla. And which they could have, because, you know, Rayla is now dating Callum and everything, and... And, and also, uh, she hunted her for two to... years? That could have, yes, that would have created tension. We don't get that! We, we need the missing she, season. Claudia didn't even know she was being hunted! And she says she doesn't even care about Callum anymore. Clearly. So she shouldn't care about Rayla. And, like, there's yeah. so much not caring where there should be caring. <sighs> like, the characters no longer feel like they're connected. It yeah. used to be, like, all the characters are connected and all these different relationships and everything. And there's constant... Uh, like, no, but now it's definitely there's good other. guys and there's bad guys. Yes, it's like there's good guys, there's bad guys, there's no relation to them, they don't have any deep connection. There's no in-between. I liked the in-between. I like gray stuff. It's delicious. But there's no gray stuff anymore. Where's the gray stuff? It's delicious. You need the beast <laughs> reference. Couldn't resist, guys. I'm sorry. No, no, no. We it's walked the into mushy it. The brown stuff. The mushy brown stuff is delicious. No, it's the gray stuff. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. That's how the song goes. What? I, I, I was thinking of the, the uh, tarts. No, I'm, t- I'm talking about the song from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I was thinking be of our guest. mushy brown tart. Yeah. No, be our guest. I- I Try the great stuff. It's delicious. Yes, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I one. made no, I such a great pun and it went woo over your head. <laughs> yep. I was just thinking of the brown tarts from uh, Dragon Prince. No, no, I'm making I'm making a cross. Ezra never me. even got to eat the tarts. She really didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't mind. I a special gift for him, and he didn't get to even get to try one. Honestly, I appreciated the tart, like the tart plot. I, I was yes, like, I was, I was kidding. I was like, I'm good with this. Like the guy being like, this is just stuff, and it's important to you. It's not important to me. And I'm like, you know what? Like valid. How often do we give gifts yes. that are like important to us and to people? And they then what do they do with it? Nothing. Like we should be giving more gifts that are important to the person we're giving the gift to. I agree. Good message, more, dragon. We giving more food. We, uh, that too. Food is gifts. Yeah, well, we like, have to be careful. There's a lot of allergies out in the world nowadays. That's true. <laughs> Don't want to kill uh, anyone but, accidentally. But yeah, no, I was like, you know what? That's a weird little side message to give us, but I like it. I do wish like episodes were almost message themed because I do feel like I I've got one of the feelings I came out of the show is like I felt preached to, but I can't tell you for the life of me what they preached. Yeah, because it just... Yeah. And I think that's the thing, uh, was that, so you have the camp, right? Which we just agreed was a great story plot and kind of left it alone. But the thing about it is it's poorly connected to the main storyline. For one, there's, like, there's no connections. It doesn't feel like there's any impact. And I would be okay with, like, there... I'm okay with, like, there not being actual impacts. Like, this is just the side plot in a glimpse of a world with characters that we were invested with in the first three seasons. That's fine. But what has to happen if you do that is that the, like, moral... This is a kid's show. We have to keep that in mind. The moral themes of this camp... This is a kid's show. There's a lot of blood. There was, but it's Y7. Uh, it's... It's what? What? I thought, isn't it? Is this not a kid's show and I'm just mistaken? Either way, what they still need to do... I'm checking this. Yeah, go ahead. I thought it was Y7. My little brother's watching it. But, so what needs to happen is that, like, whatever moral message is going on in the side thing has to match up or reinforce what's happening in the main plot. Like, that's just good basic writing. Especially in a show like this, which is very moral-driven, which I, I, normally they do, they've been doing a pretty good job of. Uh, so that's, but they didn't. Like, they had their moral lesson, these guys had their moral lesson. Actually, they didn't really have much of a moral lesson going. Uh, and they never connected in any way. So I felt like I enjoyed the subplot, but it had absolutely nothing. Not in, like, 
cementing the morals taught in the main plot, not in driving the main plot forward anyway. There was just no connection between this story and that story, which made the subplot absolutely pointless to the main story and therefore shouldn't have existed. But at the same time, I'm glad it existed because it was my favorite part of the show. Okay, I just checked. Yeah! It's Y7, isn't it? It's Y7! It's a kid's show! Fun fact, guys! It's Y7! This should not know! Since when does Y7... The only show I could think of that has ever had, like, blood and stuff, like, in it that's been Y7 has been Gravity Falls. But Gravity Falls, very often, like, it didn't really have much in terms of blood actually coming from a character... Unless it was, like, recolored to be green, to make it more family-friendly, because that works for some reason. I don't understand the this, this is Y7? Yeah. How? I wasn't lying. Anyways, like I said, this is a kid show, and in kid shows, you, you want your side plot, especially if it's not connected to the main story, to be connected via theme, and it wasn't, which meant that I was getting a lot of messages in each episode, and felt very overwhelmed, and at the end of the day, felt like I didn't gain much, except the present one, but that's just because it was cleverly done, and I enjoyed it. And I got, like, two messages. I got that one from the main story, the present thing, and then from the side story, the whole uh, plot with the candle and stuff, which was really well done. Uh, I got the message from that pretty well, but I, I, a lot of times I felt like there were like a lot of messages being thrown at me and no, nothing to really connect and cement any of them, so it's kind of in one ear and out the other, and for a kid, that's especially so, so if you're trying to like instill morals and like give characters you can look up to, the show's epically failing, because it's just too much. Yeah, I, again, like the best way to describe this season was just disappointing, like it yeah. had... It had some good humor, it had some interesting character moments, it had some good side plots, like again with the candle and everything, but the overall main plot and the main characters was a lot of nothing. And it was a lot of and a lot of the frustration I think just comes from the fact that there was, it sounded, they were talking about all the stuff that happened off screen and all that off screen stuff sounds more interesting than mm-hmm. the story we did get. Yeah. Yep. Like, I- I'm sitting here going, wait, there was this entire plot with Claudia going on this adventure and Rayla's hunting and everything? Can we get that story instead? Yeah. To be honest, I've never had to, like, rant about a series as much as I had to, like, rant about this season. Like, it just, it, it just fired up in something in me about, like, this is, I haven't been so upset about, like, a series since I read, since I finished the Divergent series. I have been waiting years for this season. And yeah. It, it, like, again, I loved seasons one through three, and season three, even if, like you said, didn't focus too much on characters, the plot was It was just good plot. So it was very good epic. plot. I agree. And and we get Soren flossing and fart jokes. That's what it was replaced by. That's what came next. And then we're told about this other plot. That sounds way more interesting. And like, I'm just repeating myself at this point. It's so disappointing. It is. It is. And I had, I've had. i ranted to so many people. Like People are sick of me talking about Dragon Prince. But I'm like, it's so bad. I have to talk about it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, again, just, there were, it has some good elements. It does. So I, can't call, I can't call it outright bad. No. Uh, yeah. But... It, 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 it did its characters dirty. It did its characters dirty. And I don't... I'm just... I'm yeah. so... And I'm attached to these characters. From season one and two. <laughs> I, I'm i like, can we... And so, like, I'm just... I'm just so sad. And... <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping they can recover. They haven't gone too far. I said this about season three. But they can recover from this. They can... They, season five, they can do some backpedaling. They can give us the, the flashbacks. They could give us the missing season... Uh, they could actually be like, oh, maybe we should actually spend time in character growth, and we'll be okay, and they, they can come back. But it's gonna be harder, and the more they do this, it's just gonna get harder, and honestly, if season five is like season four, I'm quitting. It won't okay, be worth so, it. So there is, uh, one other thing that okay. stood out to me that right, I want to mention before we close off. Um, so, yip, yip. Honestly, I appreciated it. <laughs> I have I, mixed feelings about it. I, I, was I respect going, it. Oh, I get it. I love I it. Respect it's a great it. reference. But at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, in world, this makes no sense. <laughs> and I, you know what? I was okay like with it. Okay, look. Sokka you know, did it. 
Just like with Sokka did it, he was guessing. He from memory, and Appa's trained to respond to yip yip. It makes sense in world. Here, when Soren does it, there is no in world reason given as to why this dragon would respond to yip. Yeah, okay, or okay. Sworn would guess yip yip. Okay, Isaac. Go, yeah. Isaac. Isaac. Occasionally, yes. just occasionally, there are times where like a plot thing happens for and you know what? It's just okay. It's okay with this is like the writer gods rained down and made a reference. And they they never really made much references. Like they've made a few. And like the boomerang was boomerang one. Boomerang was good. Yeah. That was and a good I was... reference. That was a good way to do it. It was really clever because Sokka ha- was all about boomerangs. And then Callum sees this thing that looks like a boomerang. And Callum is voiced by the same guy who voiced Sokka. It's written by the same people. It makes sense when he says boomerangs. It's so subtle and it's such an inside joke. It's hilarious. But here. With the yip yip, it doesn't fit in world, and it bothers me. But at the same time, again, I get I have mixed feelings about it because I yeah. get the reference. It's a fun little reference, and it's not show breaking or anything. Yeah. So I'm kind of okay with it being in there because it's so funny. And I did have an ah moment. Hey, ah, that's great moment. But at the same time, again, I had mixed feelings where I'm also going, this makes no sense. And honestly, I think mix of emotions. I think it's just because we're like character growth, and like because the season was so disappointing. The fact that this was like our one lighthearted, like oh that was good, and then you realize like wait that's sad that that's a good part of the show. Yeah, that might be part of it. I think it's that's just it. So much of it was disappointing, and this one good thing. I and it's, it's a reference to another show. Out. Yeah, it's. The, yeah. I think that like if the rest of the series was good, I don't think you'd be complaining about this. Like if you had enjoyed the whole series, probably not. No. You probably well, we probably wouldn't be talking about. Well, we might have. It was a pretty. It was a pretty blatant reference, but we'd be talking about like oh, and then they did the like if we had an overall promise like positive experience, we'd be like oh, and then they did like the yip yip reference, and that was kind of cute and clever and fun, and then we'd move on. But since we are talking about the show in a more negative light, we're going to talk about it in a more negative light because we're, like, tainted. Yeah, and again, like, I have, it's not totally bad. I had mixed feelings yeah. about it. But the, Don't make it normal. Mixed, I, gotta, I gotta tell them what those mixed feelings are. No, yeah, voice it's, them. Uh, no, I, I understand having mixed feelings. This season was a big oof. Yeah. And I mean, this, again, this, this one part, that's a very small part of it. But yeah. Like very small, but you know we we're also we're we're a place of open communication, and I'm interested to hear what other people think about it, because someone responded to the little community post we put it and said they loved it. So I would love to know why you loved it, and like what's what are we missing? What's something we missed? My brother talked a lot about plot when I was talking to him about the show and how it was pretty good, and he did make me realize that plot wise it was it was a pretty okay plot. I don't think it was grand, but I I agree it was a pretty good plot. And like I said, the whole sub thing with the tent village was great too. So you know, let us let us know what some positives are, or if you agree with us, what the negatives were. You know, our comment section's a great place to rant. We can all rant together. Oh, also be sure to sign uh, my petition for the creation of the spinoff series titled "The Lost Season." Yes, because uh, I I want to see that. I do too. I want this so freaking. I think it would fix everything. <laughs> it would fix a lot of things. It can't fix completely season four, but it can. It, it fix could fix a lot. It. it could fix a good chunk of it. Yeah, I agree. But this is all the time we had for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week with uh, something we haven't done in a long time which is building a world world. (laughs) actually exploring a world world. instead of not a joke world like uh you know monkeys and tooth fairies making just torturing humans yeah but yeah so we'll see you next week for that bye